Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Our theme for these 37 days of consecration is mobilize, and under that is gather, prepare, and deploy. And so tonight I've been asked to talk about the prepare portion. We've been gathering. We are a gathering of people. We've gathered as a body of believers to uh, carry out the vision that's been put before us from God to bring hope and build lives as an authentic apostolic church. So when we have a vision or when we have a goal, it's important that we make preparations before we deploy. If you've ever worked with kids in Sunday school or at school or something and you um, don't give them specific instructions on we're going to have this relay race and we're going to run to that fence and back again, you just tell them we're going to run, what do you get? Chaos. Chaos. There's a high probability if we don't prepare that we won't reach our goal. Just because we set a goal doesn't mean we're going to reach it. We have to have preparation. Think of a trip. I know it's getting warmer now, but you tell your family, it's been really cold, let's go to Florida. Let's go to the beach. What are they going to say? All right, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's just jump in the car and head out. We've got a goal, right? Our goal is we're going to get to Florida. Let's do. Let's just go. What would most likely happen? We're going to get, I'll tell you what would happen in our family. We'd get on the road. Oh, man, the tires are low. We need to stop and get the tires aired up. Might as well get gas while we're doing this. I need to stop and get them, get it filled up with gas. Does anybody know what highway we need to take? I know we're headed south, but it probably matters what highway you take. Let me call into work. Hopefully, they'll be okay with me being gone for a few days. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, I probably won't lose my job. I've got a goal. I'm going to Florida. Where will we stay? Because probably everybody else got the idea of going to Florida, too. Are we going to wear the same clothes all week? Did anybody bring extra clothes? Did anybody bring toothbrushes? The kids are tired. They're bored. They're hungry. We're all hungry. So we stop along the way when we buy things that we think we need. And what happens? We end up spending more money than we plan to spend. Things don't go as we would like for them to go. Why? Because we didn't prepare. We're probably going to end up frustrated having made lots of extra stops to get supplies that we left without. On the other hand, still have that goal of getting to Florida, but if we plan and prepare, if we know ahead of time, guys, we're going to Florida. This is how we're going to get there. We've budgeted for the trip. We've packed for the trip. We've prepared the vehicle. We've called into work and got the time off. We're going to have a much more enjoyable trip. And what has changed? Y'all help me. What's change? Preparation. We're going to have a much more enjoyable trip only because we prepared. We're still going to the same place with the same people, probably same roads. Now, the prep work isn't necessarily the fun part of it. 
Having the idea is the fun part. And I'm just going to go ahead and ask y'all, how many of y'all have an ideas person and a planning person in your family? And how many of y'all are married to each other? (laughs) Talking about the trip is the fun part. Getting to the beach is the fun part. But having adequate preparation will assure that we arrive at the correct place with the things that we need and that we're able to return home not having spent outside our budget. We're able to pay our bills and we have a job waiting on us. Rather than feeling frustrated about poor decisions, prepare, prepare. But before we can prepare, we have to know what it is that we're preparing for. We do have to have that goal. We have to have that vision before we start preparing. Otherwise, what are we doing? Uh, Because a trip to Florida and a trip to Alaska, that's two very different trips. So I need to know where I'm going in order to make the preparations. It's important to have goals in life. Goals motivate us to save money, to purchase a new vehicle, to maintain a healthy body, to go to a higher dimension spiritually. Goals are good to have. How many of you besides me has ever set a goal? So New Year, we're going to set new goals. It's Monday. We're going to set new goals. We've all set new goals. Or I would think we have. Have you ever found yourself setting a goal that you had previously set but you didn't reach? Have you ever found yourself in January saying, Ah, Genesis, we meet again. Genesis, Genesis. I'm going to do it this year. This is my year. I'm going to reach that goal, finally. (laughs) What keeps us from reaching the goal? We've set the goal, so what keeps us from reaching it? There's a lot of things. Fear, procrastination. I can do it tomorrow. We'll start Monday. Having too many goals. Have a long list, laundry list of goals. Distractions. Losing interest, getting into it and realizing that's not where I want to go. Uh, Maybe because we don't make the proper plan, the proper preparation. The preparation is an action plan. We look at the goal, and then we define the steps that we're going to take to reach it. If this goal is important to us and I want to reach it, I have to be prepared. So the first step, y'all, we're just going to be practical tonight, okay? Is that all right? The first step is to set the goal. Here's your four tips for setting a goal. Because we don't just pull goals out of the air, or if we do, they don't mean much. The first thing to do is ask yourself why you want to set this particular goal. Um, They tell you in goal setting that you need to ask yourself why five times before you'll get to the real part. Why do I want to set this? Because the why is your motivation. When you define the why, it becomes more than just a sentence on paper. We're not going to reach this goal just because we set a goal. I need to know why. I need to get motivated. Why do I want to reach this goal? So take some time and define the why. I want to pray 30 minutes every day. That's my goal. I'm going to pray 30 minutes every day. That sounds like a good goal, doesn't it? Why? Why do I want to pray 30 minutes every day? If the answer is because somebody told me to, they preached on prayer, and I got all excited and decided I'm going to pray 30 minutes a day, that excitement's going to fade in a minute. If um, I've just got a checklist and I want to be able to say my to-do list I prayed today, it's going to, that motiv- that's not much motivation, is it? But if your why can be further defined, you keep asking yourself why. I want to pray 30 minutes every day because when I begin my day in prayer, God orders my steps 
and my day goes better. I feel more purposeful in my actions. When I end my day with prayer, I get my heart right with God. I cast my burdens of the day on him, and I find restful sleep. Okay, now that's a goal I can get behind. More than checking a box, a purposeful day and a restful night. I like that. Second thing, be realistic about the goal. My goal is I'm going to put half of every paycheck into savings. That's an awesome goal, guys. Isn't that awesome? Is it realistic? I wish it was for everybody. But we need to sit down and count the cost and say, is this a realistic goal? Can you pay your bills, purchase your groceries, and take care of your family with this goal? We had a young man one time. This is not about saving money, but he decided he was called to preach. He wasn't. Um, But he told us he had decided that in order to become known, because people didn't know him, he was going to start by preaching our general conference. And then he was going to go from there to preaching some camp meetings so people get to know him. No. Some questions to ask when I'm setting this realistic goal is, does this goal align with my personality? Sometimes we set goals that we're not going to carry out because of our personality. Uh, Does this match my season of life? The season of life that you're in can change goals that you set. Does this align with my surroundings? Look where I live. Does this align with my surroundings? Examine yourself. Take those things into account and set realistic goals. Is this all right? Number three, be specific. My goal is I'm going to get healthy this year. What does that even mean? Be specific. Perhaps I rewrite that goal to say I want to get healthy by walking every day, eating a healthy diet, and losing 15 pounds. Y'all get quiet on this health one, don't you? For a health goal, this will let you know when to celebrate. It'll let you know when you've reached your goal. Otherwise, we don't know when we reach our goal. I didn't eat McDonald's today. Am I healthy now? Am I done? Did I reach it? Can I check that one off? Being specific lets us know when we reach our goal. And number four on setting a goal is make the goal measurable. Include specific, precise numbers or measures in your goal so you can measure your degree of progress. How are you going to know how far you are on your journey? Am Am I making progress? I need to be able to measure it. Rather than saying, I'm going to read the Bible this year, that's my goal, perhaps you make the goal, I'm going to read the Bible for 15 minutes each day. That's measurable. That's measurable. You know every day whether or not you reach that goal. So those four things. Okay, we've set our goals. Now what? Many times we set a goal and we feel better. It's the beginning of a new year. I already said that. Everybody's setting goals. And we feel like we've accomplished something. Here you go. Here's my list of goals. Look what I've done. But writing the goal is different from reaching the goal. The accomplishment comes through the system, the plan to reach the goal. If setting a goal ensured that we would reach it, most people would probably end every year having more money in the bank. But we won't reach our goal just because we set it. We have to be intentional, and that's where systems come in. Simply put, a system is a plan of action that gives you steps to reach your goal. Systems are the moving force for the goals you set. Systems are plans. 
Systems are not the vision. Systems are not the goal. They deliver the vision. They head you toward the goal. Systems are the map that give you the, the way to reach your goal. We set a goal for direction. I have to have this goal. I have to know where I'm headed. But we create a plan, a system for clarity. The goal is the destination. That's where I'm headed. The system is the journey. This is how I get there. Does that make sense? A system will keep us consistent. Whenever you see consistency in someone's life, they've got a system in place. Consistency is not accidental. We're not going to accidentally save money. Whoops, how'd that happen? We're not going to accidentally read our Bible. Brother B, he knows where I'm going. He asked me the other day, I'd been sick, and he said, have you lost weight? And I said, not on purpose. Uh, maybe I don't know we're not going to accidentally do we're not going to accidentally reach our goals but when we have a written plan we become consistent in it and that consistency will help us reach our goal if you're a reader I recommend there's a great book entitled Atomic Habits by uh, James Clear (coughs) and in it he says we do not rise to the level of our goals we fall to the level of our systems That's, yes, wow, that's awesome. When we set spiritual discipline goals, Bible reading, prayer, worship, giving, when we set health goals, exercise, eat a healthy diet, get outside, when we set family goals, saving money, spending time together as a family, having a vacation, all of those are great goals. But just setting them won't cause them to happen. We won't rise to the level of our goal just because we set it. We're going to fall to the level of our planning. We're going to fall to the level of our systems. And we need good systems. We need good systems. If the goal is worth reaching, it's worth putting time into to create a system to reach it. I'm going to read the Bible through this year. I don't have a plan. I don't have a system. Let me know in March how you're doing. <clears throat> Let me know what happens when you reach the begats. I'm going to exercise this year. I don't have a plan. I'm not going to purchase any equipment. Don't have a plan to walk or run or lift weights. No plan to research a healthy diet. No scale, no measurements. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get healthy this year. No, we're not. Not without a plan. Not without a plan. Is any of this biblical? Yes, it is. Does God care about goals we set? He absolutely does. This whole process is biblical. I want to give you some scriptures. Psalm 32 and 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Isaiah 46 and 4. And even to your old age, I am he, and I... And even to the whore hairs will I carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and will deliver you. Matthew 10, 29 through 31. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. God cares about the details of our lives. If he numbers the hairs on our head, if he cares about the sparrows, then he cares about me. And he cares about you. He cares about our physical health. He cares about our mental health. He cares about our spiritual health. And his will is for us to prosper. 
In Genesis 1 and 26, God made Adam and Eve in his image, and he gave them dominion over all the earth. God has given us the ability to have dominion over. That means to rule. God has given us the ability to rule over our resources. That's our time, our energy, our money, and our family. God gave us that ability. Our goals in life matter to God. And our goals coupled with a system, coupled with a plan, help us have dominion over our resources. When you take that paycheck home and you have goals concerning what you spend, what you save, what you give, and you have a plan in place to meet those goals, you're taking dominion over those resources. You're taking dominion over the time that you spent at that job site. You're taking dominion over the energy that you exerted for those finances. And you're taking dominion over those finances that are in your hand. That's God's will. That's God's will. Our goals should be set prayerfully. And our prayer should be, God, I want to please you. I want to please you. I want to position myself and my family in the best place to receive every good thing he has for me and for us. Okay, so here we are. we got our list of goals. Y'all got your goals? Then Proverbs 16 and 3 tells us where to go from here. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. To commit means to dedicate or give trust over to a person. I commit my works. Lord, here's my goals. I commit this to you. Here's my goals concerning my work. Here's my goals concerning my ministry, my marriage, my family, my health, my dreams. These are my goals, Lord, and I commit them to you. And what does the scripture say happens? It says, thy thoughts shall be established. He speaks vision to me and establishes my thoughts. Basically, I make a goal. I pray. God speaks. I move, God moves. From the thoughts that are established, then I make a plan. Okay, I've got these goals, and I've committed them to the Lord, and the Lord has started giving me thoughts. So from these thoughts that he gives, I make a plan. Proverbs 16 and 9 says, A man's heart deviseth his way. God gives the vision. We make the plans. This is the systems part. This is how we plan to get to the goal the established thought, the vision. And then what does the end of the verse say? But the Lord directeth his steps. I pray, God speaks. I move, God moves. God directs our steps after we make a plan according to the vision that he's given us. If I don't have a plan, I don't have any steps for him to order. I don't know where I'm going. So I set the goal. I commit it to him. He establishes my thoughts. I come up with a plan, and he directs my steps. This is a blessed life, y'all. This is how we prosper in the will of God. This is how I pray. He establishes my steps. That's powerful, y'all. I plan, and he orders it. Ideas and goals are great, but they're useless without a system or a plan to implement them. Y'all, there have been billion-dollar ideas. Whoever started was, uh, Brother David could probably tell me, Apple, didn't they start in a garage? They had an idea. Now, sometimes we have ideas and goals, and we have plans, and then we have to be flexible because they're not still in their garage making computers. 
But when we commit our way to the Lord and he establishes our thoughts and then he orders our steps, we can go forward and know we are going to reach our goal. A few spurts each year of Bible reading and exercise and prayer and other goals is good and is better than nothing. But if I want a changed life, if I want to hear God's voice, if I want to be a healthier person, if I want to have a powerful prayer life, I must incorporate a sustainable system in order to reach my goals. So let me tell you about one just to give you an example. Let's say our goal is I want to read the Bible through this year. That's a good goal, isn't it? Good goal. Okay, let's go through those four questions when we set the goal. Let's see if this is a good goal. Number one, ask yourself why this is a goal you want to set. Why do I want to read the Bible through? I need something that motivates me. Checking off a chart is not going to motivate me. So I can say I did it. It's not going to motivate me. But when I say it's the living word of God, I find strength. I find hope. I find peace. I find help. I find answers. It's marrow to my bones. It shows me the ways and the will of God for my life. It reveals his character. It gives me instruction for my daily life. It teaches me how to pray. It explains the gospel. It's full of God's promises. Okay. That's, that's a good goal. That's a good goal. Number two, be realistic about the goal. Can I even do this? That's, y'all, that's a, thick, that's a thick book, isn't it? Can I do it? That's, that's a lot to read in a year. It's got some names in there that's pretty hard to pronounce. Can I really, is this a realistic goal? Depending on your season of life, you may have small children. You might work a full-time job. You might be caring for an ill loved one. Can I realistically reach this goal in this season of life to read the Bible through this year? Well, I'm glad you asked. I did some research. The average reader can read the Bible through in about 70 hours. So if you read the Bible for less than 15 minutes a day, you would accomplish your goal. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, this is a realistic goal no matter what season of life you're in. We can read this through. Number three, be specific. I'm going to read the Bible through this year. Okay. I think we got that. That's specific. Number four, four, make the goal measurable. How can I make this goal to where I can measure my progress? Do what works for you. Perhaps you print off a Bible chart. There's a ton of them online. Perhaps you print off a Bible reading chart that gives you the daily scriptures to read and you check them off. Maybe you keep a marker in your Bible that you keep to read your spot. Uh, My mother, rather than following a Bible reading plan, my mother's plan was to read five chapters every day. She said it was a hard day when she got uh, to the Psalms and one of the chapters was Psalm 119. (laughs) Uh, But she kept a bookmark in her Bible, and she would know. I ended on chapter 5. Now I'm going through chapter 10 today. Do what works best for you, but make it that you can measure. Because what happens if we don't put it in where we can measure is it's just 15 minutes. I can catch up tomorrow. And then before we know it, it's next month. So do what works, but make, make it measurable. Okay, so we've, we agree. Do we agree this is a good goal to set? Okay, so let's create a system to reach it. What can I consistently do to work toward this wonderful goal? Guys, it ought to be enough that I can say, I'm going to read the Bible every day. But I know me, I'm human. I got lots of excuses I can come up with. 
So I need a system in place to make it work consistently. And if I can be partly personal and y'all don't mind, I'll share the system that I use. You need to create your own, but this is just what works for me with this particular goal. I have a set time to read. Knowing my personality type and our lifestyle, taking all that into consideration, if I don't read first thing in the morning, I'll be distracted all day long. And other things need my attention. I'll find myself at the end of the day exhausted and not having read. Ask me how I know this. <laughs> so what happens? I either fall asleep reading or I put it off to the next day. So I have come up with the system that works best for me is to read first thing in the morning. I need quiet in the morning. He wakes up singing. Opposites attract, y'all. I need quiet and some coffee. Me, quiet, and coffee, and Jesus. We got this going. Uh, I'm not one of those that's raring to go when my feet hit the ground. So if I need to get up earlier to have a minute, I'll do it. I need a minute. So my system is the word first. The word before answering calls, the word before answering texts, the word before answering messages, before beginning my day. That's what works for me. Another part of the system is to keep all my supplies in one place. This is not the Bible I read from. This is my church Bible. I've got a Bible that I read from, and I love to mark it up. I don't carry it with me. I've got it in one spot, and it's right beside a chair that I read in. I'm not telling you all to do this. I'm telling you what works for me. And in that spot is my Bible that I read out of, is a little thing of highlighters. I come across a passage that comes alive to me. I've got my highlighters right there because I know my personality. If I get up to go get a highlighter, I might as well throw a load of laundry in while I'm up. Distractions. Uh, I keep little transparent sticky notes to take notes. I keep notebooks to make a note of, ooh, this was interesting. I got some questions. Or I want to study this deeper. I don't want to be interrupted by having to get up and go find something. Or hope I'll remember it later. So everything I need is right here in this little spot. I just sit down and I'm good to go. It's just what I do. Limit distractions. I put my phone on do not disturb. Y'all, 15 minutes, the world's not going to fall apart. And if it does, it'll still be falling apart when you get through. 15 minutes. Another thing I do is, going back to personality types, realize, I'm just going to be transparent with you, realize where I get bogged down. Not all of the Bible is easy for me to read. Just being transparent. For me, it's, have y'all been in First and Second Chronicles? Seriously. Some of those names, I don't know how to pronounce them correctly, and I'm a perfectionist. If I can't pronounce it, I'm going to go look it up to see how to I'll never get through it. So the system I use, because I know how I am, and I know my, my mind will wonder, the system I use to help me in those hard-to-read spots is the YouVersion Bible app, and it'll read it to you. I turn it on, and I just follow along in my Bible and let that gentleman explain or pronounce those words. Another thing I do is keep a chart to record my progress. Again, this can be any kind of chart you want. I'm currently tracking my progress on that app. It'll give you stats and let you know if you're ahead or behind. It shames you, y'all. You are three days behind. <laughs> Isn't that a lot of work for something that only takes 15 minutes a day? That's a lot. That's a lot of thinking. A lot of my failures went into making that system. Okay, I know I'm going to get bogged down here. I know I'm easily distracted. Oh, I know I can't wait till the evening. It takes some self 
awareness, but it helps me reach my goal. It makes me consistent. Your system, again, doesn't have to look like mine, but I can assure you that having a system in place, a plan in place, will make reaching your goal possible. Can't I just grab my Bible whenever I feel like it and read? Of course I could. Wouldn't that be easier? Maybe. But will you? Or will you fall in bed, exhausted at the end of the day, and think, ah, forgot again. Let me, let me read while I go to sleep. Systems make the process of reaching the goal easier. When we sit down and think about the goals we've set, when we identify trouble spots and implement something to help in that area, when we think about our daily life and decide what part of the day, the steps, the system will work best, morning, after work, nighttime, when we gather the supplies, when we do all of the things to plan, we're working on the front end, I don't have to do this every day. It's all set up. It's already set up. It's been set up for a long time now. We're working on the front end so that we can easily implement those plans in our daily life and reach our goals. With this system for me, I have no excuse not to read my Bible. Everything's ready. It's going to take me 15 minutes. I know what to do. Have no. It takes all of the decision-making out of it. It takes all of the work out of it. You're putting work in on this end. Now all I have to do is do the steps. Systems are effective because when carried out consistently, they become a habit. And once it becomes a habit, you just do it. You just do it. If I will consistently follow the plan to read my Bible first thing in the morning, pretty soon it just becomes a habit. Brush your teeth, make your coffee, go get your Bible. I don't need a reminder. I just do it. Ask yourself this question. Think about your day today, what you did today, your activities that you did and the things that you worked toward. If I keep doing what I've done today for the next five years, will I end up with more of what I want or less of what I want? If I do for the rest of this year what I did today, am I going to reach my goals or not. Psalm 90 and 12, I'm going to end with this, says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. None of us know the length of our days on earth. But I don't know about you, but I want my days to count. I want to live a life of meaning. I want to spend my time on things of value. And I've got several goals. The main one, the big one, is heaven. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I want to live every day with that goal in mind. But again, I'm not going to accidentally get there. And I'm not going to be surprised to get there. I'm going to get there because I have set up systems of worship and prayer and fasting and living a life sanctified before the Lord. Our systems matter. Our systems matter. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us 
at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry. <laughs>